What is going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 190 of Ghost of the Night, a paranormal and true crime podcast. Tonight, we are doing part two. Dose. Part two. Of the Waco Massacre. Travis is going to uh, get to the good shit tonight. And uh, if you were around for last week, you know what we talked about with part one. But basically, we just covered the early days of Mr. Jesus or David Koresh or Vernon Howe. And yeah, his his rather tumultuous childhood leading up to his uh, resurrection competition with the f- w- would-be leader of the Branch Davidians after he arrived at Mount Carmel, which he won, obviously, with the help of police. Obviously. And then we also moved on to, you know, Agent Robert Rodriguez infiltrating Mount Carmel and gaining intelligence in their walk through by another government uh employee and then we got on to you know the the farmer with the allegations of automatic weapon gunfire including a 250 caliber which i was thinking about that because that was you know there was some rants there was a lot of rants in that episode there was he did not between automatic and semi-automatic semi-automatic if you got a you can make it almost sound automatic if you pull the trigger. Plus, back. if you have multiple people so, firing at the same time, you know that was it an automatic or fully automatic or semi-automatic? Who knows for sure with that witness? He didn't see the gun, but you know it's it was, bullets were being fired off rapidly. Yes, I think they were leaning on his military background. Well, you know, but let's be honest. Now, Texas, uh, he's drunk. Maybe, maybe not. He could be a God-fearing man. But then we also led all the way up to all of these allegations and the uh, the reports of possible explosives being delivered there and illegal, well, not illegal guns or gun parts, but potentially transitional parts that could become illegal, which inevitably led to the ATF going to serve warrants for search and arrest for David Koresh and his compound and some of his followers, which turned into an absolute shit show where both Branch Davidians died and federal agents died over shootouts. Generally, that happens in a shootout. Yes. There's not stormtroopers. Most police officers can hit some shit, or agent, government agents can hit some shit. Yes. And up to, where we're at now, David Koresh is already wounded as well. Yeah, that and I didn't. I did not know this. I was not aware of this yes. at the time. So, see, I even learned something. Of course, I'm an idiot. So that doesn't. That's neither here nor there. So that brings us to today. We are getting into now. We went from the ATF uh, service of warrant, I guess, if you want to call it that. Oh, right. Yeah, search into the FBI siege. The this siege. is now officially a siege, and the FBI is getting involved. So. After the ATF withdrew from the compound, they established contact with David Koresh and other people inside the compound at Mount Carmel. Which, again, if anybody hasn't caught up, that's the Branch Davidians compound in Elk, Texas. It's not actually Waco. 13 miles outside of Waco. It is. We covered that last week. If you you weren't here, go back and listen to it. Losers. So, because of the death of federal agents, the FBI took command soon after contact was made with the Branch Davidians. Jeff Jamar the head of the Bureau's San Antonio field office was placed in charge of this siege as site commander. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Now, the FBI hostage rescue team, or the HRT, was headed by HRT commander Richard Rogers, who had been previously criticized for his actions during the Ruby Ridge incident. The now, fuck was that? What are you talking about? I just I got a weird notification I'm not used to getting, and I just wanted to know what it was. Okay. Uh, it's nothing. Now, who... Who did you just mention? I was busy doing something. Richard Rogers, the uh, commander the... of the uh, FBI hostage rescue oh, okay. team. Okay, we haven't got. To he the... was at we, Ruby Ridge. We we haven't got to the other guy who was at Ruby Ridge, the complete douchebag, the shooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even touch on him. Oh, okay. Like, like it's it's a, a mental throw in. Okay, you know what I mean. We'll because we'll, that doesn't come up for a while anyway. Yeah, throw, we'll throw that in when we get a little so, foreshadowing. Yes. Yeah, so by this point, the Davidians had phone contact with local media, and David Koresh was giving phone interviews to that local media. But the FBI cut the Davidians' communication with anyone outside of themselves. Which, I've, in that scenario, yeah, that's probably what you should do, fucking do. Standard operating procedure. I've never done a hostage negotiation. Well, Hostage is loosely based. It's just kind of a negotiation, really. Yeah, because I wouldn't say they were hostages. No. They were there of their own free will and accord. So for the next 51 days, communication with these inside the, those people inside was by telephone with a group of 25 FBI negotiators. They thought it brought in a lot. Like one of the guys, what? I watched a little Vidoc that 20, had one 25? of the, Yeah. That had one of the guys as the subject of the Vidoc who was one of the negotiators and he said like i think he said he was packing to go to like on vacation with his family or something like that and they called him and was like pack your bags you're going to texas and he's like oh blah 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 because and he was asking questions because they they knew who the branch davidians were but they weren't really on their radar of people that they were worried about yeah they weren't top at the fbi at least like they they knew who they were they knew who david koresh was but they weren't worried about anything and then he got the call, and he was like, you're going to Texas. And he was like, all right, boss, lock them and load them. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. But that guy also said that a lot of the representations of a lot of the shit uh, that was done in the processes used by law enforcement, he said a lot of the portrayal of that in media and film is fucking horseshit. Which it always is. Well, I mean, over the course of the next however many hours we talk about this shit, People being full of shit is going to come up multiple times because I've said already, this is a shit show from the government's standpoint, but David Koresh also wasn't like a normal dude. He knew what he was fucking doing pretty much all the time. He was not, he was a sly fella. Would you say he kind of knew the outcome? I don't know about that. He knew all roads were ending here eventually anyway, at some point. Well, I mean, he was, I mean, I would imagine he thought he was going to die anyway because he'd been shot in the fucking stomach. Yeah, which is shocking because that it lasted as long as it did with him being. Well, I mean, if you listen to the wise words of Harvey Keitel, you know, fucking shot. He said, you're not going to die, kid. You're shot in the gut. It takes a long time. He said, said, you're not going to die. It takes a long time to die from this kind of wound. I've seen this before. It's a shitty way to, but you're going to eventually. Yeah. Just a shitty way to go. Um, so other side note to the whole 25 agents or negotiators, 51 days, Davidians phone contact shit. The final report by the justice department found that the negotiators criticized the tactical commanders for undercutting negotiations. That's an ongoing theme in this whole thing is the 
tack teams, if you will, and the negotiation teams, like, do not see eye to eye at well, all. I would think like, that the tack guys are just like you fucking pussies trying to fix it with words, and they're like, "Will you guys put the goddamn guns down so we can try to fucking resolve this shit?" Like it's think, back and forth the whole time. I would think that's pretty much common on <clears throat> any situation. Well, and there's also the, like the whole either lack of communication between different branches of the government and even like just police that is rampant throughout a lot of these stories. They're like, no, they're not going to get my collar. Like just fuck off. That shit. Just, it just throws another goddamn wrench in the fucking machine. And then but everything goes to shit. Negotiators and tactical operators. I see them. I, I understand them having different, different opinions. I, I understand them having differing opinions, but in a situation like this, I would assume that the hostage negotiation team is apex or is think? alpha, and the tag team is secondary slash beta because you want to avoid that. Yeah, but you got these guys. Just because you got a bunch of fucking coked out fucking dudes with guns, y'all trigger happy, ready to go. I'm fucking ready, bro. They got rock hard erections ready to fucking go. I in. took two shots of gold slogger and a fucking and a, a big old needle full of steroids this morning. I'm ready to fucking go. I'll rip David Koresh's head off with a stupid fucking mullet. So, moving on from making fun of people, it's going to happen more. Over the course of the first few days, the FBI believed they had made a breakthrough when they negotiated with David Koresh that he and his followers would exit peacefully from their compound in return for a message recorded by Koresh being broadcast on national radio. Hmm. Well, you know, that's... I mean, that's what every cult leader slash religious person wants. Reasonable request and easily done. Well... Here we go. So the broadcast was made, which was basically just a sermon by David Koresh. But after the broadcast was made, Koresh told negotiators God told him to remain in the building and, quote, wait. So David Koresh would play them. Yeah. Um, after this, the negotiators were able to facilitate the release of 19 children from the compound, ranging in age from five months to 12 years old without their parents. Yes. Okay. I now we'll, we'll I'll get into it later. We go now, ahead. yeah, and now the the children that were released from the compound alleged that they had been physically and sexually abused long before the standoff ever came to be. But this was, and this was the key justification offered by the FBI to President Bill Clinton and Attorney General Janet Reno, the to, hottest Attorney General oh we've God, ever yeah. had. I mean, she was a she was smoking. Yeah, that was the key justification they offered up to get permission and clearance to launch tear gas attacks and force the Branch Davidians out. Now, when was this? What? When did it? Obviously, they didn't launch right away. We, we're still, no, this I, was in the first, like, right. handful of days. Right. Because this, this was a 51-day. Right, well, I was going to say. Well, it, this, uh, it starts in the first couple days with the message, and then it all just, it's right. a 51-day so period. They got, None of this shit happened quickly. They got... Uh, the okay to use tear gas to drive them out, yes. but they didn't do it right away. Because yes. isn't that what... Well, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to that. That represents a big problem <laughs> later yeah. on. So the FBI actually sent a video camera to the Branch Davidians. Yeah. So in the videotape that they received from this video camera recorder thing, I don't know what they called them back in the day, magic boxes... No, it was probably just, weighed like ninety pounds. I was one of those probably 90, 
Three issues of them, big things. You the big on your RCA shoulder. one, yeah, that looks like it's had really, a VCR tape. Yeah, it looks like it's super it. badass, but it's fragile as shit. It looks like a freaking network news camera today, yeah. basically. Um, <laughs> excuse me again. So in the videotape, Koresh introduced his children and his quote wives to the FBI negotiators, <laughs> including several minors who claimed to have had babies fathered by Koresh. And they say that Koresh was possibly the father of up to 14 of the children who stayed with him in the compound. Yeah, they'd be busting nuts. So as time went on, Koresh negotiated with the FBI for more time, allegedly to write religious documents he needed to uh, complete before he surrendered. So it's a manifesto. Right. Basically. Um, His communication was filled with biblical imagery and alienated the federal negotiators who treated the situation as a hostage crisis. And the, it was to the point that the negotiation team actually started calling Koresh's words, quote, Bible babble, which is amazing. And also shout out to Necronomapod because uh, Dave from Necronomapod had a Patreon show for like a year called Bible babble with Dave. I mean, it's a, good, it's a. Somebody should have coined. Somebody should have fucking trademarked that shit. I mean, when they said it. That's fucking fantastic. Let's be honest. Most Roman reverends, that's what they do. It's all bubble, 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 but, bubble, 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 but. They just blabbing their asses off. Yeah, that's what the fuck they do. That's what this guy did. He fuck. He was a smooth talker. Like, it's all take. Look at Jim Jones. Like yeah. all these, like all religious leaders are just smooth talkers. All cult leaders. Cult yeah. leaders are a little bit worse because somehow they can get them to like agree to not fuck their wives because only they can fuck their wives now. This is where we have, I have a problem with this. When we get no, to the, that's uh, the only problem. When we get to cults. the, when we get to the end where we kind of voice over opinions of about this, I'm going off. I'm just spewing venom. Mm. Well said. Thank so, you. as the days went by during the siege, two factions developed within the FBI. One believed that no negotiation was the answer, and the other believed the whole thing would only be resolved by force, as we talked about earlier. Now, the techniques used to try and force the Branch of Indians out became more and more aggressive over the course of this thing, which, that makes sense. Things It's called escalation for a reason. Right. Um... Uh, Sleep deprivation was implemented through all-night broadcasts of recordings of planes, pop music, Buddhist chanting, and the screams of rabbits being slaughtered. So you mean <laughs> they were just playing Tiffany all night and that didn't drive them out? I don't know, but fucking... Have you ever heard of a dying rabbit? I don't think so. They just fucking scream. <laughs> it's awful. I mean, just it's very play some interesting Norwegian sound. death metal and... Well, then you got a party inside. That's not going to make <laughs> I doubt it. leave. I doubt it. I've done that at the bar, though. I've played Deathcore like later at night when they're like, <sighs> I know these guys are going to sit here until after close because they're going to be like, bah, bah, bah. I was like, I got it. Well, I will right. say this. I will take <laughs> Death Metal over ABBA any day of the fucking week. Hey, everybody loves Dancing Queen. No, not everybody does. Not everybody does. Not everybody loves Dancing Queen, but everybody knows the fucking words. Well, fuck, because a two-year-old could have wrote that song. Hey, they're millionaires and we're not. Speak for yourself. I'm at least a hundred air. Yeah, a teen air. 
Yeah. Teenagers, more likely. So moving forward to escalating yet again to nine Bradley fighting vehicles carrying M652 CS tear gas grenades and ferret rounds, which are less than lethal rounds. Um, and five M728 combat engineer vehicles obtained from the U.S. Army began patrolling the perimeter of the compound. Now, in the course of this, the armored vehicles were used to destroy perimeter fences and outbuildings and crush the cars belonging to the Branch Davidians. The vehicles also repeatedly drove over the grave of Branch Davidian Peter Ghent, despite protests by the Branch Davidians and FBI negotiators. That's shitty. That's poking the bear. Yeah. They're 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 trying to draw a reaction with that. Yeah, they're trying to, you know, light the fuse. If like that's that's dirty pool, as they say. Yes, I mean they were trying to get a reaction and hopefully spark spark a fire. And that's like some schoolyard shit. That's like you do some dumb shit, and then when somebody reacts to it, you're like, "I didn't do nothing." That is true. He's freaked out. Oh no, Miss Simpson. He's uh, uh, he just started punching now, me. Just to play devil's advocate, how well was the grave marked? I, maybe they didn't know. I don't know. I feel like there wasn't any photos because it had gotten run over by a tank. I mean, was it just or a, whatever the fuck you want to call it? Was it just a stick with a beer can on it? Or was there a cross? Was there a headstone? I'm just asking the hard questions. Yeah. Okay, moving on. So during the ATF raid, two of the three water storage tanks on the roof of the main building had been damaged. So now we've got, we're throwing in supply issues. Um, so the FBI also cut all the power and water to the compound, forcing the people inside to survive on rainwater and stockpiled MRE rations that they had. Which is another thought I had. Is Okay, they have this apocalyptic thing going on. Yes. But you also have a stockpile of weapons and MREs. Well, like, that's not a very good look for your theories of how Armageddon is going to happen and how you're going to handle it. Seems like you're not accepting going to the promised land. You're like ready to hold out. Well, and I'm fucking not an hunker expert down. in religious studies. I know the rapture, which, which I believe takes place for, or maybe, I don't know. Raptures everybody. All the good fuckers go. Yeah, right. And the rest of it, like you and me, are still here doing podcasts. Yeah. And we got to live with the beast. Um, Ozzy? Yeah. Uh, but I think there's going to be some troubling time before the rapture. So maybe that's what the MREs are for. <laughs> I'm just trying to justify them. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not a biblical scholar. Uh, now... Also, with all of these techniques that they're implementing, uh, this came to, this is just a little throw-in that I thought was interesting, uh, attorney Jack Zimmerman, who criticized the use of sleep and peace-disrupting sound against the Branch of Idian, saying, quote, the point was this, they were trying to have sleep disturbance, and they, sorry, not all of these are like the best grammatical quotes, let me try that again. The point was this. They were trying to have sleep disturbance, and they were trying to take someone that they viewed as unstable to start with, and they were trying to drive him crazy. And then they got mad because he does something that they think is irrational. Now, that is that part of that quote is the only part I agree with to a mm. certain extent. You can't, if you're going, the idea of a siege, and we'll, we'll kind of talk when we kind of go over 
toward the end when I give my opinion. I don't. I think they should. It's a siege. It's not supposed to be fucking Club Met. Mm. They should. Well, and there was there was more shit going on here too that I didn't even mention. Is like at one point they negotiated for milk for the babies and the kids that were still there, and like they bugged the crates somehow. So they had ears inside the building right, and shit. Common practice, I would think. But I mean, it's a siege. You're not. It's not supposed to be a vacation for these guys. You want them to come out, and you want them to come out without a fight, essentially. And or you don't want a firefight to break out, or what eventually happened to mm-hmm. happen. Yeah. So make it as unbearable as possible. Hopefully, they well, the firefight already happened. Well, that was, but that wasn't. That was the per precursor to mm-hmm. this which so, is never a good start like you should always have low expectations when you start off with a gunfight which this should have told the fbi with what happened with the atf when they went served the arrest warrants and search warrants a gunfight broke out these people will defend themselves all right if you push too hard let's use the word siege and siege take away all their supply you know cut cut them off mm-hmm. drown them cut them off eventually they're gonna have to come out right or they're going to well, die. then you throw. Or in, they're going to have you, to. You throw in that they're walking a fine line with this one right. because there's kids involved too. Right. So it's like you can't it, be like, no, it, no sandwiches. I, well, just sandwiches for the kids. No. Well, I, let's be honest. It's like war. I'm sorry. In times of war, you you can't be completely, totally all for everything. So you have to make it as try the best to get those people out, and eventually. And I I don't disagree with you, but I do think that the the tactical teams I and shit like that, the boots on the ground guys, I don't think that they were avoiding no, pressing buttons. They wanted to get in, which and, in and doesn't out. help either. They wanted to get in and out as quick as possible and get home. Yeah, and then like you want to be shocked when shit goes south, right? But you can't ex- get pissed off when. Your psychological warfare that you're doing on these people, when, when it works, when it does what it's supposed it to do, it just doesn't do what you thought it was going to do. Right, but it does something. There's going to be a fucking reaction. You can't get yeah. pissed about that reaction. Yeah. yeah. So that's where that's it's the government. They're you know let's be honest. They're always wrong, but they're always right. They're always wrong to us, but they're always right to them. So that's all that matters. So despite the actions, the FBI Koresh ordered a group of his followers to leave. That's when 11 Branch Davidian followers left and were arrested immediately as material witnesses, with one being charged with conspiracy to murder. Never really saw any of how they proved that that was the guy. But so the negotiators found it disturbing that the children were so willing to stay with Koresh. The children had learned that the earlier group of children who left the compound with some women were immediately separated and the women were arrested. So I would imagine David Crash and others are in there like, now look at this. See what happens. You go to the man, and they're going to take you away from your loved ones, and they're going to put you in the foster care system with the devil worshipers and the fucking Jesuits. Yeah, I mean, you you can't, I think, arrest them right off, using the term arrest, arresting them right off the bat as soon as they walk out. You want them out. Right? I think detain. Like maybe give them a cookie first. Detain them. Say, you're not under arrest. We just want to find out what's going on. Yeah. You know, so stay here in this camp or whatever. This air-conditioned trailer you know, till we that find has out, water and till we food. Find out, find out what's going on, 
We're not putting you in handcuffs. There might be a fence. And then as soon fence. as they okay. give you what you want, slap the cuffs on them. Right, you know, and beat you know, the fuck out of them in the name of the law. That way, That's you how don't we do stuff. You don't piss them off. You know, you wanted them out. That is your goal. You want as many people out as you can. Don't piss them off. Right. And then by treating them decently and not arresting them right away, arrest them without actually arresting them. Is what I'm saying. Right. And it doesn't detain give, them. It doesn't give Koresh any ammunition to use against- which is literally all that was right. is now he's got something to scare the people and the kids right it's like oh if you go out there they're going to take your kids away from you and you're never going to see him again because they think we're crazy christians because we might may or may not be and i don't even want to say that i don't even want to say that the branch davidians themselves were all just batshit crazy people follow things like you get you run into the right person talking the right shit at the right time in your life you're gonna fucking follow them whether it's a religious thing or if it's a guy that's like hey man i got this new technique on how to take shit it's gonna change your life and they sell they sell it to you well enough you're gonna be like i'll never shit the same again i will cover this in my rant at the end stay tuned anyway back to the fucking facts so over the course of the siege, several scholars who studied soci- or apost- sorry, this is a hard one, apocalypticism. I, yes. I, I don't even want to try to say that. Apocalypticism. I'm stupid. Uh, in religious groups, tried to tell the FBI that their siege tactics would reinforce the impression within the Branch Davidians that they were part of a biblical, quote, end of times confrontation that had cosmic significance. That also makes sense. You're just kind of feeding into what they've been preached. Yeah, I understand that to a certain extent, but I'm a firm believer. Time is on your side. You have to have patience with this. Eventually, somebody gets hungry enough, they'll do anything and Mm -hmm. hopefully come out, you know. And if that means not giving a kid a sandwich, okay, maybe. I don't know. There's no right or wrong. I don't think firing... Starting a full-fledged gunfight where people are guaranteed to make right. him die, but make it uncomfortable for him. We got time is on your side. You got all day. Here's what I would do if I worked for the FBI. If I was a the head honcho at one of these things, I put me a fucking lawn chair out on the front porch or out in front, have a pizza, and just say, "I got. I'm paid by the hour, motherfucker. I'll be here until right. until yeah. it's done. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody give me a fucking milkshake." <laughs> Mm. I'd just be no- like, oh, that one's got one grain of sand on it. <laughs> just throw it over your shoulder. There'd be a DoorDash car pulling up every 10 minutes. <laughs> just get some taco trucks to fucking line up right there. Exactly. Play mariachi music loud as fuck. Like, hey, Dave, you want to outpass? To- oh, that's right. You won't come out. No tacos. For- no burrilla for you. That's what I mean. Hey, they got they got fucking. <laughs> They got they got flan. It's really good. I mean, time is on your side. Holy <laughs> shit, is that queso dip? <laughs> Eventually, you're going to get hungry and tired of being no water, no, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's not, it's not it's, a... I, th- I think that's a better option than doing what they ended up doing and yeah, the which we're getting fuck to. that turned out to. We're getting too rapidly now. Um, now, back to this whole... Uh, uh, reinforcing of this end of times thought process that groups like the branch of aliens have um, that thought process would likely increase the chances of a violent, deadly outcome. If you think about it, cause right. they're like feeding into like, this is it. This is it. Right. 
Um, now, religious scholars also pointed out that the beliefs of the group may have appeared to be extreme, but to Branch Davidians, their religious beliefs were deeply meaningful, and they were all willing to die for them, which is a lot of people, unfortunately, in all sects of religion, and but, it's fucking dumb. Just to play devil's advocate again, people can say that all they want. I'm willing to die for them. Well, clearly some people in there are. Right, but enough majority... that it's Enough that it's a problem that you can't just go be like, hey, guys, but it's like Jim here, it's, um, can we just talk this out a little it's bit? It's like the Mike Tyson quote. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. You can say I'm. No, that's, that's everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Thank you, Mike Tyson. There you go. Uh, but you know you can say talk big all you want, but when yeah, that's, when it I comes mean, nut crunching time. Yeah, that's that's we'll tr- that's you- true. But you're at the point where like you've already had a gunfight and shit like that. Like, how much do you want to test that without just fully committing to like fuck it, this is going down. You know what? Fuck it. I've changed my opinion. Should have just launched a cruise missile, flatten the fucking place. Fuck it. I mean, well, in well, because like I said, the part I think a big part of it is the fact that they were trying to make up for Ruby Ridge. Because Ruby Ridge was handled one hundred percent poorly. Right. Yes. Yeah, so we've covered that. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, but let's just say they did a piss poor job. Yeah. So, as time went on, the negotiation team's discussions with Koresh became more and more difficult. Not a surprise. Um, Koresh proclaimed himself to be the second coming of Christ, and that he had been commanded by his Father in Heaven to remain in the compound. Now, a week before the final assault on Mount Carmel, the FBI considered using snipers to kill David Koresh and other key Branch Davidians. That worked out real well in Ruby Ridge. Your snipers, one of which was at Ruby Ridge, one of which pulled the fucking trigger that started the whole bullshit. Well, that killed. didn't start. That made the, that killed an, a woman that wasn't doing anything at the time. Holding a, other a than baby. holding a baby. Yeah. That's, that's what she was doing. Yeah, because he basically took a shot that he, sh- he sh- shouldn't have fucking taken. Right. And now he's here. He's part of the sniper right. team that they would have used. Good call, guys. I have a question, though. Okay, you said they were getting bugs in, right? Mm-hmm. And was was the FBI aware that he was getting his messages from Jesus? Was he telling the FBI negotiators this? I would God. hope. I would assume that you just assumed that. Why? I here's what I would have done. They were obviously getting they had bugs in. Why couldn't they have like a two way with a little speaker? And uh, he knew he was talking to God and he, try to become God. They should have real genius that. You ever see real genius with Val Kilmer? Mm-hmm. You are, and by the way, quit jerking off. You are God. It's not a bad idea. David, this has went on long enough. Open the door. Disco out. Fight another day. Yeah. And so also the concern of the Branch of Indians committing mass suicide, like one of the one that happened at Jim Jones Jonestown Complex in 78. That was the CIA. Was obviously in the back of the FBI officials' minds. Um. Although Koresh, motherfucker, Koresh denied any plans for mass suicide and people leaving the compound had not seen any preparation for such a thing. I don't know if that was ever really on the table for this one. Yeah. But who knows? So now we get to big, big, bold letters. Final assault. Final assault. Sounds like a Steven Seagal movie. We're going to be early tonight. Probably. Sweet. Well, we got, we got time to rant. It does. It sounds like a Steven Seagal movie. 
Final Assault. assault. Do you know I'm a sheriff in Louisiana? Final Assault 85. All right, so U.S. Attorney General Janet Reno approved the FBI hostage rescue team's recommendation to mount an assault on Mount Carmel after she was told that the conditions were deteriorating and the children were being abused inside of the compound. Let's go into Janet Reno's fucking involvement here a little bit. Janet Reno used the April 19th, 1985, the Covenant, the Sword, and the Arm of the Lord siege in Arkansas to convince President Bill Clinton that this event required such an intervention. The CSA siege ended with no loss of life by a blockade without a deadline. Now, President Clinton suggested similar tactics against the Branch Davidians, but Reno countered that the FBI hostage rescue team was tired of waiting. The standoff was costing a million dollars a week. The Branch Davidians could hold out longer than the CSAL could, which is the Covenant, Sword, and Arm of the Lord, yeah, all that shit. And the chances of child sexual abuse and mass suicide were imminent. Now, side or little spark note to this, Bill Clinton later recounted, quote, Finally, I told her that if she thought it was the right thing to do, she could go ahead. That seems like a really nonchalant fucking way to go about thinking about some shit like this as the president of the goddamn United States. No, that's like fucking that's like agreeing to go to a restaurant for dinner because like you don't want to. But like that's what will make Janet Reno happy. Well, let's be honest. You fucking cuck. He had Monica outside door waiting to come in. Literally. He had to fucking get Janet out. He was wanting to get his dick sucked. Yeah, because I'm hoping he wasn't banging Janet Reno. He's probably tearing that ass up. God, it looks like fucking Cloris Leachman now after she's been dead for like four years. No, at least, Good old Cloris least, Leachman. Leachman was hot back in the day. Fair enough. I don't think Janet Reno was ever truly yeah. hot. So over time, Reno's reason for approving the attack varied from her initial claim that the FBI hostage rescue team told her that Koresh was sexually abusing children and beating babies, which the hostage rescue team later denied any evidence of. So throw that in the fucking pot. Uh, to her, it's moved to her claiming that Linda Thompson's quote unorganized militia of the United States was headed to Mount Carmel to quote either help Koresh or to attack him. Linda Thompson, yeah. There was a militia with a woman lead. I guess that's hot. I'm sure she wasn't hot, but that's kind of hot. Like, the, like it, Joan of Arc, but probably racist. Is it wrong that I'm turned on a little right now? All I just had to say was Linda, and you were yeah, like, that's girl, <laughs> female. And right now, I'm not. It doesn't even have to be a female always. It could, could have oh been a male at one time. Anyway, so April 19th, 1993, the assault was launched on the compound at Mount Carmel. Because the Davidians were heavily armed, the hostage rescue team was armed with 50 caliber rifles and armored combat engineering vehicles. This, th- those are CEVs. If you hear me say CEV, it's a combat engineering vehicle. <clears throat> Excuse me. So the CEVs used explosives to punch holes in the walls to pump CS tear gas into the building in an attempt to force the branch Davidians out without causing harm to them. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jesus. Got the COVID. The FBI planned to increase the amounts of gas pumped into the building over a two-day period to increase pressure, forcing them to leave. No armed assault was made, and no shots were fired by federal agents on April 19th. So the day that it started, no shots were fired. 
Now, allegedly several Branch Davidians opened fire, but the hostage rescue team's response was just to increase the amount of gas being used. <laughs> it was basically like a shitty dentist appointment. I mean, but at least it does show a little restraint. I guess. Because I would think, generally you always hear, once a shot's fired, all hell breaks loose. Yeah, you would think. But, you know, at least they showed a little restraint. Yeah. Oh, excuse me while I adjust. Adjusted. These are necessary. You got to adjust sometimes. You do. Sometimes you just got to move it to the other side. Cramps and shit. Okay, so there were multiple different types of tear gas rounds used over the course of the nonviolent assault on Mount Carmel that were acquired from multiple sources. Multiple sources. Multiple. No Branch Davidians left the building. Instead, they found shelter in an underground bunker within the building, or some of them had gas masks. They were prepared. Yeah, they were really gearing up for this end of times shit. So around noon, three fires broke out almost simultaneously in different parts of the building and spread quickly. Footage of the fire was broadcast live on TV, and the government still says the fires were deliberately started by the Branch Davidians, and some Branch Davidian survivors maintain that the fires were accidentally or deliberately started by the assault. So we got a lot of finger pointing. Yes. Now, nine people did leave the building during the fire. The remaining Branch Davidians, including the children, were buried alive by rubble, suffocated, or shot. Many died from smoke or carbon monoxide inhalation and other causes as the fire engulfed the building around them. Um, According to the FBI, Steve Schneider, Koresh's right-hand man, shot and killed Koresh before turning the gun on himself. Have a murder, hit a murder suicide pack, I guess. Assisted suicide, if you will. So, 76 people ended up dying in this fire because the whole compound went up at that point, right? I guess they were saying something like the, it was a windy day, so that was just feeding it and it just fucking spread like wildfire. Well, it's it was probably an old freaking building anyway, yeah, but, and know. they didn't have any water to put it out. Just go shoot a hole in the bottom of the water tank. Stand under it. Hope something good happens. Yeah. <laughs> so when the rubble was searched by authorities, a large concentration of bodies, weapons, and ammunitions was found in the bunker. As arson investigator, or I'm sorry, an arson investigator from the Texas Rangers report assumes many of the people inside were either denied escape from within or refused to leave until escape was not an option. That's an interesting toss in. Mm-hmm. Now, it was also mentioned that the structural debris from the breaching operations on the west end of the building may have blocked a possible escape route through a tunnel system. How the fuck would they know that? I can't blame them for that one. Right. Shitty luck. Also, an independent investigation by two experts from the University of Maryland's Department of Fire Protection Engineering concluded the the compound residents had sufficient time to escape the fire if they had so desired. Okay. Yeah. I I, I, I don't know on that one. I, I I'm not a uh, what's the word? What am I looking for? I am not a expert in fire protection engineering. Neither am I. So I I don't fucking know. But I am an expert. I feel like if I'm in a house that's on fire, I'm gonna find a way out of it though. I'm an expert in common sense. Yeah. And fucking break a window and jump out of that bitch. Or if I'm What's a devout, like what they might, you know, some of them guaranteed, some of them were, mm-hmm. uh, were prepared to 
This is how it ends. Well, then what's the worst thing that can happen? You get fucking shot for no reason? It's like, I would rather fucking get shot and killed than burned to death. Of course, me, if I was in that situation, I would have grabbed the nearest white hanky I could find, cracked a window, right, started like, waving that like motherfucker. It, it shocks out. me that more people weren't just like, fuck you, dude. You're a fucking asshole. I'm out. Uh, we'll get into that toward the end. Or Well, I guess we could. Well, once we wrap this up. Okay, now autopsies performed on some of the women and children revealed death by skull injuries. So they did not die in the fire. We'll get into that. Hmm. Autopsy photos of other children showed what appear to be spasmic death poses that are consistent with cyanide poisoning, which can be a result of burning CS gas. Ooh, Jim Jones did. Hmm. Possibly. Only one body showed traces of benzene, one of the components of solvent-dispersed CS gas, but it claimed that the gas insertions had finished nearly an hour before the fire started and that it was enough time for solvents to dissipate from the bodies. Okay, we're, we're getting medical. We're getting interesting. We're getting medical opinions, which we know how that always plays out. Other autopsy records reported that at least 20 Branch Davidians were shot, including Koresh and five children under the age of 14. Three-year-old Dalen Gant was stabbed in the chest uh, the medical examiner who performed the autopsies, 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 Jesus Christ, sounds like a shitty dinosaur. <gasps> Look, it's an autopsies. I didn't see that one in Jurassic Park. Right. So the medical examiner who performed the autopsies said these deaths were mercy killings by those trapped in the fire with no escape. Uh, I think that could be a stretch. Yeah. Possible. Or it could be just a killing. It yeah. happened before the fire. Well, and an expert retained by the U.S. Office of Special Counsel that's a thing, concluded that many of the gunshot wounds, quote, support self-destruction either by overt suicide, consensual execution, which is suicide by proxy, or less likely forced execution. Right. Now, do we want to do, now we go into the chronological breakdown of the events of April 19th. Okay. Break it down. These are the events of April 19th. 5.50. Agents call the Branch Davidian compound to warn they are going to begin tank activity and advise residents, quote, to take cover. Wait a minute. Did you cover that? What? They were warned before the... Or are you talking about this? They knew the tanks were coming in? Yeah. Who told them? I would assume the negotiators. They were like, hey, this is going to happen if you don't fucking stop. I would think. What are they going to do to stop it? Like, you I would, can let them know pretty much anything you want. They're, they're not going to stop you from doing anything. You've got fucking tanks. I would think at that point, negotiators, your job's done. We're moving the yeah, tanks. But in. What's the point? Of, yeah, but that's, I'd assume that that's your last ditch effort. Be like, hey, before it goes down any further, here's your chance to chill the fuck out and get out of there. Okay. Which okay. didn't work. Okay. Um, okay, go ahead. Uh,. Where was I? Uh, agents say the Branch Davidian who answered the phone did not reply, but instead threw the phone and phone line out the front door. That sounds like a mature response. Right. 555, the FBI hostage rescue team deploys two armored CEVs to the building. CEV- CEV-1 goes to the left of the buildings. CEV-2 to the right. They're going to meet in the middle. They're flanking! <laughs> Check your six! Six o'clock. 
FBI surveillance tapes from devices planted in the wall of the building record a man inside the compound saying, everybody wake up, let's start to pray. Then, Pablo, have you poured it yet? Huh? Have you poured it yet? In the hallway. Things are poured, right? CEV1 receives orders to spray two bottles of tear gas into the left corner of the building. So poured it as in possible drinking of the Kool-Aid? Possible gasoline? Or possible, right, yeah. Okay. Or or some type of uh, flame. Accelerant? Yes, an accelerant. That's what I was looking for. I'm good for something every now and then. Good Normally boy. not big words. Who's a good boy? 605, armored vehicle with ram and delivery device to pump tear gas into building with pressurized air rips into rips into front wall just left a front door, leaving a whole, uh, whole 8 feet, 2.4 meters, high and 10 feet, 3.0 meters, wide. Agents claimed the holes... <laughs> it's a big hole. Yeah, and they claimed them. That's my hole. Agents claimed the holes allowed insertion of the gas as well as provided a means for escape. Agent sees shots from inside the compound directed at CEVs. Which, who gives a fuck? I looked these things up. They're literally tanks just without the gun. They're tanks with like a different top so that they can do this shit. 610. FBI surveillance tapes record, don't pour it all out, we might need some later, and throw the tear gas back out. FBI negotiator Byron Sage is recorded saying, it's time for people to come out. Surveillance tapes record a man saying, what? And then, no way. 612. FBI surveillance tapes record Branch Davidian saying, they're gonna kill us, then they don't want to kill us. Well, you gotta, I would imagine there's probably a lot of confusion going on on right. the walls of that building at that time. 631. The entire building is gassed. 647. The FBI hostage rescue team fires plastic non-incendiary tear gas rounds through the windows. Non-incendiary. That's important. Okay. Because CS gas is flammable. And they, the government knows that. So they are only using non-incendiary rounds. To ale- avoid. Allegedly. A fire. We'll get into that. Okay. 723, FBI surveillance tapes record a male branch Davidian saying, quote, the fuel has to go all around to get started. Then a second male says, quote, well, there are two cans here if that's poured soon. Yeah, it, it gets in. This one's, there's a lot going on here. That's why I'm reading the whole fucking FBI transcript here. 730, CEV1 is Redeployed, breaching the building and inserting tear gas. Branch Davidian, Branch Davidian's fire shots at CEV1. Again, who gives a fuck? Let me shoot at this tank. Good call, stupid. So, we move on to 748. On FBI tapes of agents recording during the siege, an FBI hostage rescue team agent requests permission to fire military-style tear gas shells to break. Through... <laughs> An underground concrete bunker. He receives permission and fires two shells. 758. CEV2 with battering ram rips a hole into second floor of compound. Minutes later, another hole is punched into the rear of one of the buildings of the compound. The vehicles then withdraw. 
They were punching holes in the rear. <laughs> they were fucking kinky boys. They pulled out. 808. Well, if it's in the rear, do you really have to pull out? Eventually. After the job's done. Well, they pulled out. They withdrew early. <laughs> 808. Something I've never done. No, well, not, not early to you, at least. <laughs> well, yeah, but it's all about me. All right, here we go. This is where we get interesting. 808, three pyrotechnic military tear gas rounds were shot at the concrete construction pit, not the concrete bunker. Away and downwind from the main quarters, trying to penetrate the structure, but they bounce off. An agent in the CEV reports that one shell bounced off bunker and did not penetrate. They're penetrating and punching holes in the back. I'm all for it. Anyway. 824, the audio portion of FBI videotape ends at the request of the pilot. That's weird to me. There's no more audio or videotape. A request of the pilot. Mm-hmm. Were they running low? or well, Maybe. Maybe. Because this was before digital. Fair enough. So, 9 o'clock... The Branch Davidians unfurl a banner that read, reads, we want our phone fixed. <laughs> <laughs> so they're basically 15-year-old girls that got in trouble. <laughs> Damn it, we want our phone back. You keep burning us to death, but we want our phone fixed, you fucking assholes. Give us our fucking cell service with the next tear gas fucking brigade. How am I supposed to be Instagram famous if I can't Instagram Rebecca? You're such a tyrannical bitch. My dad married you, not me. You're not my fucking real mom. Oh boy! So, it had to have been fifteen-year-old girl yeah. writing that. Nine thirteen, CEV one breaks through the front door to deliver more gas. Nine twenty, FBI surveillance rec- records a meeting bet- starting at seven thirty a.m. between several unidentified males. Unidentified male. They got two cans of Coleman fuel down there, huh? Unidentified male. Empty. All of it. Nothing left. I think the picture is being painted. Of it what is. Actually well, the, well, a picture is being a painted. A picture, which I, yeah. A picture is being painted. Yeah. 10 o'clock, filth comes into the picture. 10 o'clock, a man is seen waving a white flag on the southeast side of the compound. He is advised over loudspeakers that if he is surrendering, he should come out. He does not. At the same time, a man believed to be Schneider comes out from the remains of the front door to retrieve the phone and the phone line. <laughs> so you got all this shit going on. You got fucking the buildings burning down. People are fucking killing each other and mercy killings. And this motherfucker runs out the front door to get the fucking phone back. It's a little late, bud. Like, yeah. I don't know. that. Who are you going to call? You're going to call fucking Captain Planet and come put that fucking fire out like it's nothing? No, bitch. Just leave, motherfucker. Uh, like, this is the point where you just fucking leave. Well, that 15-year-old girl wanted her goddamn well, it, phone. My, my thing is, I seriously doubt once it... Okay, we'll get, we'll get to that later. We'll get to the opinion later. Let's finish this timeline. Yeah, finish the timeline. Because the timeline's quite long. The timeline's actually most of what I have left, for real. So, 11.30, the original CEV-2 has mechanical difficulties, damaged tread. It's replacement breaches through backside of compound. 1117 to 1204. According to the government, a series of remarks such as, I want a fire, keep that fire going, and do you think I could light this soon, indicate that the Branch Davidians have started setting fire to the complex around 1130. 
Surviving Branch Davidians testified that Coleman fuel had been poured and fire experts in Danforth's report agree, quote, without question, that people, excuse me, that people inside the complex had started multiple accelerated fires. That's coming from Branch Davidians and a, a expert from the Danforth report. Okay. 1143. Another gas insertion takes place with the armored vehicles moving well into the building on the right rear side of the to reach the concrete interior room where the FBI hostage rescue team believe the Branch Davidians are trying to avoid the gas. 1145. The wall on the right rear side of the building collapses. 1203. An armored vehicle turret knocks away the first floor corner on the right side. 1207. The first visible flame. Fuck me. The first visible flames appear in two spots on the front of the building. First on the left of the front door, and on the second floor, a wisp of smoke, then a small flicker of flame, it says. Then a short time later, on the far right side of the front of the building, and at a third spot on the back side. An FBI hostage rescue team agent reported seeing a Branch Davidian member igniting a fire in the front door area. 1209. Your mom's here. 1209. Ruth Riddle exits with a floppy disk in her jacket containing Koresh's manuscript of the Seven Seals. A third fire is detected on the first floor. Do we need to explain to you young folks what a floppy disk is? Right. It's an erectile dysfunction disk. Yes. <laughs> Did not have blue chew. Twelve ten. Flames spread quickly through the building, fanned by high winds. The building burns very quickly. Twelve twelve. An emergency call is placed regarding the fire. Two Waco Fire Department trucks are dispatched. Shortly after, the Bellmead Fire Department dispatches two trucks. Twelve twenty two. Waco fire trucks arrive at the checkpoint where they are halted, not being allowed to pass until twelve thirty seven. Bellmead follows shortly after. 1225, there's a large explosion on the left side of the compound. One object hurtles into the air, bounces off the top of a bus, and lands on the grass. 1225, there's a large... Wait, that's the same thing I just read. 1230, part of the roof collapses. Around this time, there are several further explosions, and witnesses report the sounds of gunfire attributed by the FBI hostage rescue team to live ammunition cooking off throughout the buildings because of the fire. Valid. 1243, according to the fire department logs, fire trucks arrive at the compound. 1255, fire begins to burn out. The entire compound is leveled. 1545, a law enforcement source states that David Koresh is dead. So that is how the FBI paints the picture of the events of that whole day. Well, the, the events that actually matter. I doubt eleven sixteen pizza got there. Eleven twenty five negotiations. Nego- hostage negotiator gets into physical altercation with tactical team member over last slice of sausage pizza. Those are the details we need. That's the details That's everybody wants. Really want. Those are the questions that need to be answered. All right, so we pretty much. I'm getting pretty close here. Okay. Because it's a, a lot of... Houses, houses collapse at this point. Oh, it's done. It's done. It's leveled. There's nothing left. Everybody's dead. Houses burnt down. Well, house, compound, whatever. 
and I'm going to finish up quite quickly here because a lot of this is opinion on a lot of this that we can kind of go back and start from the beginning and fucking ticky tack our way through. So the aftermath of this whole whole thing, this siege was criticized by the new ATF director, Jim Magal, for several reasons. Magal made the Treasury, quote, blue book report on Waco required reading for new agents. And in 1995, a government accountability office report on the use of force by federal federal law enforcement agencies observed that, quote, on the basis of Treasury's report on the Waco operation and views of tactical operations experts and ATF's own personnel, ATF decided in October 1995 that dynamic entry would only be planned after all other options have been considered and began to adjust its training accordingly. So at least they're learning something from it, I guess. Maybe. Anyway. In August of 1993, a federal grand jury indicted 12 of the surviving Branch Davidians on counts ranging from aiding and abetting in the murder of federal officers to unlawfully possessing and using various firearms. All right. Given the situation, I can't say they're wrong for that one. I can't say I agree with either side fully on this one, but they did shoot at federal agents. That's a no-no. You probably shouldn't do that if you don't want to get fucking charged for some shit like that. Now, five Branch Davidians were acquitted of the murder-related charges, but convicted of lesser charges, including aiding and abetting the voluntary manslaughter of federal agents. Eight Branch Davidians were convicted of firearms charges, and that's kind of that. As far as there wasn't a whole lot of like super lofty prison sentences. I mean, depending on nobody was doing like twenty-five to life, right? So people had outdates at least. So, pretty much the last shit I have on this is, uh, unless I'm missing a page, which I don't think I am. I'm pretty sure I went through all the other pages. Sounds like you went through it all. Yeah. So, one uh, toss into the aftermath of this whole thing is Timothy McVeigh. Timothy McVeigh, the Oklahoma City bomber, drove from Arizona to Waco to observe the siege. He was photographed by the FBI and was even interviewed by a TV reporter while he was there. A courtroom reporter claimed to have seen him later outside the courthouse at Wake, the Waco trials um, selling anti-government bumper stickers. That's an allegation. We don't know if that's true or not. But what we do know is for true. What we do know that is true. We he do know. a building. And this was. We do know he, like, that's my last note. He later cited the Waco incident as a primary motivation for his April 19th, 1995 bombing of the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building in Oklahoma City, which killed 168 people and injured over 600. Well, that is one fuck McVeigh. Yeah. I will never, we will never do a full episode on Tim- Timothy McVeigh. I might. Well, you will be. So- I find I find you, I, I find well, him like he, his the lead up to the whole thing very interesting. Now, correct me because he's I'm so wrong. intelligent and shit like that. And then it just like it's always like it it, it just it, it's hard to wrap your head around somebody being as smart as some of these guys are. Correct me if and I'm going wrong. down the route that they go down, expecting a different outcome. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was was there or there not a daycare in that building? Yeah. Then. Fuck Timothy McVeigh. Find a fucking building without a fucking daycare in it, you fucking colossal douchebag. I think that was part of the whole thing. Well, see, he was I was going. Not, no. He was going. I mean, he was really. He was going for maximum damage, and 
No, I will not justify or I'm not acknowledge. Anything. I will not even acknowledge somebody that went out of their way to kill kids. Oh God, what are you gonna do when I want to do Chris Watts? Don't even know who it is. I have to look, but just to prove a point. And there's about another the one government. I have to. There's another there, one I have to look up that I want to do, and it is just so shocking. It just like the whole story fucking kind of sucks, and you're like, mm-hmm, weird. And then the end of it, you're like. I remember the first time I heard this story. I would. I need to find out. I forget what it, who the names of the people involved, but we we're gonna do it because it was one of the first times that like I listened to a whole fucking story about something and was like, yeah, I mean that's kind of fucked up. That's kind of weird. And then at the end, in the last ten minutes, was just like, what the fuck? I mean, listen, if you have a beef with the freaking government, by all means, do what you got to do. I don't like it. Don't take out the kids. There are other government buildings. Take out something that doesn't have a daycare. Yeah. If you're that pissed off at the government, fine, by all means. Do what you got to do to make yourself your little Yeah, because you're going to get what you got coming to you anyway. Yeah, but when you fucking do it knowing there's fucking a daycare in that school, go fuck yourself. You can eat the biggest bag of raunchy, rotten micro penises ever so you don't want to do columbine no i don't even want to do school shootings that much i mean but i don't know Colum- maybe columbine just for i don't know I, there's here, a lot well, there's the just thing. more information we'll do something on, on uh which will get us in trouble and we're not gonna when it comes to school shootings i am fascinated by a lot of the witness statements Oh, whether like the legitimacy of them, right? That people yeah. in black, you know, basically black op type mm-hmm. blacked out suits with ARs and shit have been seen. You know, not saying that I believe it, but I think it's fascinating that some teachers that have been inside some of these school shootings have reported this. Mm-hmm. Well, and, that, and that's the thing that's the problem with with the right. school shooting thing first off well that's not the problem it's a problem period right. don't get me wrong it shouldn't fucking happen and everybody that's ever even fucking thought about doing it more than once should get fucking shot in the dick but right up the urethra well but that's that's the thing is like like ever since the alex jones thing it's like almost criminalized to have curiosity about those situations. And I understand it. Like, I'm, like, like, don't get me wrong. Like you, you, you and I, like, this is what we do. This is our, 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 our side business, hopefully one day and our hobby. But like, I was into macabre fucked up shit before I ever was on this podcast. And it's like, like, yeah, stuff like that is interesting details that, I'm not saying they're true, but it's interesting. And, and, and that doesn't, by me being curious about that, that does not by any, by, by any stretch of the imagination say that I'm condoning or, or taking away the legitimacy of any of this stuff. It's just like people are like, well, what if Sandy Hook was fake? What if it fucking was? That doesn't change the fact like the that kids, that died. kids fucking died and right. their parents got badgered on the internet right. saying that your kid died for this. Fuck you. The kid's still fucking dead. The parent's still fucking mourning. That doesn't change any of that. Yeah, my my thing is I I'm fascinated by these people 
survivors who have seen tactical type, who have reported seeing tactical type people involved, you know, military style actions. Mm-hmm. Now, these people could just listen when you're in that kind of situation, the adrenaline, you know, a life and death situation. You don't know what you, it's very possible you couldn't could have hallucinated it. Mm-hmm. It's very possible. And we human beings yeah, are we did finish that up quick. Human, well, there's a lot of opinion to be shared though. That's why we're human at. beings are notorious horrible witness witnesses. Yeah. Especially if you are in smack dab in if the you're stri- in, in a stressful situation, right. yeah. It's hard to fucking right. A you could be, like you said, just not seeing things as they are, period. And you're sure as fuck going to have a hard time recollecting stuff when you are running around trying to survive a situation. Now, we, it's well documented. Like we're not all trained fucking people, trained combatants in situations like this where we're, we're right. like, we see something popping off and we're like, that ashtray is big enough to bash someone's right. head in. That window opens out. That door is locked. Like, we're not fucking Jason Bourne. Right now, but with saying that people are horrible witnesses, especially who are living through that high stress situation, mm-hmm. I will say this: the government does some shady shit. Oh, a hundred, fuck yeah, they do. You know, and they're what's a agent provocateurs? Mm. You know, that's basically a lot of. The, we've had a lot of riots in the past two years. Oh yeah, like the government, the, like the bricks, the just kind of showing, showing up. up. Yeah, you know. And there have been documentations about the tactical units have insurged themselves into rioters. Oh, yeah. I, I wouldn't put that past the government right. at all. Right. I, I mean, 100% believe that that's a thing. Some... But everybody knows, everybody knows that I'm not shy about that shit. Like, I, I have no problem saying that I do think that there's more that we don't know behind a lot of this. It's just like I got in the argument. I've gotten in the argument with several people because I've said that black lives matter is bullshit. And they're like, that's fucking racist. I was like, no, 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 no concept. The concept, the idea of black is phenomenal. Right. The organization, the organization is the one that I have a problem with that. Yes. They didn't even, they just stole the term. That's the, right. that's the part that I don't like. Because right. like, we were like, oh, you don't think Black Lives Matter? Of course fucking Black Lives Matter. You stupid. Is, are they alive? I don't give a fuck what color they are. Lives matter, dickhead. You can't say that, though. Well, you can say anything you want. You're not like, it, it, you're that's not just, white, motherfucker. That's just facts. Like, it, like, every life fucking matters. Right. The only lives that don't matter... There are lives that don't matter, actually. Cats. I will say that. Uh, child molesters and oh, right. stuff like that. Those lives that we could do without. But it goes without saying when I've brought that up and they're like, oh, that's fucking racist. And I'm like, I'm not, hear me out. Like, right. I mean, like, I don't like the organization. You know what I'm saying? Like, I. There's, I think there's shady shit going Whenever on within it. Whenever you get money involved in now, anything, the, shit gets Now, crazy. if you're just taking the phrase Black Lives Matter, no shit. The concept. 100% agree with that one. Right. Um, but getting back to the government, we've covered this. We've covered MKUltra. Hold look, on. Look, Hold look, on. Okay, go ahead. That being said, I also want to clarify that just because I say I have a problem with the organization, I do not disagree that there is social injustice that has racial bias in this country. I also 100% agree with that. 
It's just literally like the organization itself is what I am not a fan of. Harumph. I just need, I felt that to clarify that, like, I'm not saying all lives matter just because, like, I do think that there is injustice towards people of color in this country. I think that that is an obvious fucking micro penises matter. Okay. That's my new, (laughs) that's my new fucking organization. MP matters. No, uh, micro penises. No, just my penis. Also, (laughs) yes, but yeah. (laughs) Where was that? Oh, but the government, like I said, we've covered Dutch. Crazy shit. We've covered it. MK oh, yeah. Ultra. We haven't covered it yet, but we will at some point. The Lyme disease mm-hmm. issue. Well, there's there's also literally actual government paperwork from 60, 70 years ago that was like the president had in his hand. I can't remember the fucking name of the guy that presented it, but it was a literal outline of how they could go about ridding the country of a certain social socioeconomic class of people below a certain point to just keep it as elite as you you can and only have to deal with a certain level of poverty or whatever you want to call it. Well, I forget what the operation was called. The CIA came up with a fucking concept to get us with Cuba mm-hmm. to, we all heard the term false flag. If you haven't heard it, I'll go ahead and explain it to you. We could do a whole episode just on that. You do something or make it look like something happens to spark interest or spark a reaction in the citizens of the country to get them to rally around a a particular idea. Gulf of Tonkin. Mm -hmm. That is what got us into... It wasn't what got us into Vietnam, but that's what originally got the support to Mm -hmm. get us... But never fucking happened. Yeah. There's documentation. It's... It was a complete 100% false flag. Mm-hmm. This is the. Probably also had something to do with why Kennedy's dead. This is the CIA and government's MO. This is what they do. Somebody in the CIA took something to Kennedy when we wanted to get oust Castro. Mm-hmm. The Bay of Pigs incident. Yeah. Bay of Pigs was a payback because to the Kennedys, the CIA fucked us. Yeah. To, because Kennedy would not. They actually came up with a plan to spark a war with Cuba by blowing up uh airliner. Mm-hmm. Blowing up and blame it on the Cubans. What did they blow up? Didn't they blow up like part of the airstrip as well? I think so. But that was a fucking plan presented to the president. And, and Kennedy's well, brilliance that it- said... Go fuck yourself. Yeah, and it's just like everybody, like when you talk about Kennedy, like all that shit definitely had something to do with him getting fucking assassinated. And then everybody brings up like, oh, well, the mafia too. It all makes sense. Who the fuck do you think the mafia learned half their shit from? The mafia, here's what people, a lot of people don't know. The CIA used the mafia hitman for wet work. Yeah. Who do you think the fucking mafia learned their shit from? But anyway... False. The government does fucked up shit. So I don't. I question everything. Yeah, you have to. You have to, and unfortunately, you're fucking crazy for doing that. Right. You have to. And then we'll go back into Waco for a minute. This is my main fucking problem with Waco. That's why I hate freaking cults. I don't understand how anybody. Maybe I'm just that 
hard-headed and strong-minded. Yeah, see, and I'm the same way, but, like, I can sympathize it with it from a certain point of view. Like, I... I, I can completely wrap, wrap my head around, like, somebody just being so down and out that, like, they get that light, you know what I'm saying? And then, like, you just kind of fall into that because you have nothing else left. I can understand that. I can understand. But I can't understand blindly following a thing like I that for so long. being enamored with something because you're at such a low point and it... But yeah, but, but, but I agree. Point, Six months in, you're going to be you, like, hold the fucking phone here. Wait a minute. Did That's you a- just fuck my wife? Okay. Or you want to do what to my child? Right. At some like, point, oh, yeah, you can marry and bear children with my 13-year-old daughter. No problem. And that is my issue. You know, I do not like any organization, any whether that be religion or government, that doesn't allow you to question anything. Everything, you have to question everything. I question my own thoughts at times. Yeah. You know, but that when, a, and this is why I... I, I. When it comes to Waco, I don't have a lot of sympathy for the people that died in that fucking compound. You elected to fucking stay. You took your kids into that situation. Mm-hmm. You weren't smart enough. Well, a lot for, of them had kids in that situation, right? Because mind you, they had been there for a while. You were a lot of those people were right. around before David Koresh took control of the Branch Davidians. So they'd been around for a while. You you kept your kids, you had your kids, kept your kids in that situation, not, and just blindly following, not asking questions and not, I'm sorry, I don't have a lot of sympathy. You know, maybe, honestly, this is going to be a little harsh and I might get some blowback on this. Maybe it's natural selection, thinning out the fucking herd a little bit, getting some of the stupidness out of us. Maybe Bill Burr was right. Half of us need to go and Thanos was right. Well, half of us need to go. And, I see the logic in that thought process, but the problem where a lot of people misconstrue it is like it doesn't change the fact that what happened was fucked up and wrong and people died that didn't need to die, including children. Right. But like there is the thought of like there is it does come to a point where it's like justifying holding on to your belief system and believing in what you believe so hardcore to the point that you're inside of a burning building with your kids and you're not going to at least get your kids out. That's where I have. That's, I mean, I can't like at that point you would be, you would be better off. Like I would think you were a better parent. If you threw your kid out of a second story window to get that kid out of that building. The kid might survive the fucking fall out the window. They ain't going to fucking survive a fire. Well, let's make an, take an example from to modern day. When we pulled out of Afghanistan, this, you know, that rapid pullout that Mr. Mr. Presidente decided to do yeah. in, the, in, the, in the middle of the night. And I've, that worked out well. You know, we, didn't, we left hundreds of thousands of, I think, and hundreds of thousands of people there who helped us for 20 years, actual American citizens, mm-hmm. that you're on your own. Now, we went back, we, you know, individual groups went back to try to get these people out. And we've spoken about Tim Kennedy was one of them. He was mm-hmm. part of a group that had a nonprofit <laughs> that went over. And he tells stories of these people who they want to get out of there throwing their babies 
over the freaking fence. Yeah. And there's razor wire on both sides of the fence, hoping that somebody would catch their kid to get them away from the militant Taliban mm-hmm. that had overran. Oh, and also let's uh, not mention that the CIA trained the Taliban. Well, that's that's a story for another day. But my my point is people will do anything to try to secure the survival of their children. Well, and see, and see, that's where the old thinker comes in on this one, because were those people not doing that or were they not allowed to do that? Or were they just that brainwashed? That's what I'm saying. Were like, they not doing it because of the, this is the chosen one has preached this, this is so it is written. So it shall be done. Or were they actually hindered from those actions of like, Maybe they, some of them did try to save their kids, and those were those assisted, some of those assisted suicides. Well, this leads us down to the next point uh, the transcripts that mm-hmm. you read off. Gregory makes a point that he does not try, he says, I never trusted the transcripts from the government because of who was, what does that say, involved. It always seemed to be a cover, to cover up or cover our ass instead of what actually happened. Okay. I mean, I feel like that's, that's a given awesome. on that's going to be a given on both sides of any situation. Now, like but this. here's here's where I'm going to push back just a little. Those transcripts from were very damning. Makes mm-hmm. it sound like odds are they they were pouring accelerant fuel or gas or something. Well, mind you, over the course of this, because I go ahead, but make your point because I I, now, I, I you, swear I missed a, I lost a page. If you can't here. believe that, okay, if, or if you believe the government the FBI and all of them were trying to cover up. So those transcripts are false, but here's where I have a problem with it. They had actual witnesses that were inside the compound, basically saying the same thing. So that puts, in my opinion, a little bit more credibility, credibility to the fact that they, okay, they were going to burn it to the ground from mm-hmm. inside. You know you understand? Does that make yeah. sense? swear i'm missing a page because let me throw this in there as well because i could have i think i'm missing a page somewhere maybe it didn't print right but mind you the whole thing with this was the purposeful use of cs grenades that were non-incendiary so no flame involved there were incendiary grenade shells found inside of that facility after it burnt down. And if my if I remember, because again, it's not right in front of me, but if my memory serves me correctly, the Texas Rangers said that they provided incendiary CS rounds to the FBI teams because they were running out. Because it took so long. They were running out of gas. So they were told not to use incendiary rounds because CS gas is flammable. Right. And there were supposedly CS incendiary CS grenade remains found in that complex. So here's probably what actually happened. The government lied about that. They used, There were incendiary devices thrown in there. Which added to the fire. Mm-hmm. And probably the Branch Davidians started the fire and used accelerant. Both. 
Both probably. I would not be surprised in any way if both parties were at fault in this fire. Because I've said from the beginning, I think the government fucked up and did some really stupid shit here. But I also don't think the Branch Davidians are pure as the driven snow in this situation either. Especially David Koresh. David Koresh knew what the fuck he was doing the whole time he was involved with this shit. Before he even did this shit. Okay, kids. Like, he's a suave, smart motherfucker for somebody who's supposed to be a dumb motherfucker. Here, take a little lesson from Uncle Phil here. Uncle Phil. Here. Uncle if, Phil. if you're in the middle of a religious movement, you're a member of a religious group, and they resort, or, or you find out that they are selling firearms, mm-hmm. fucking leave. They're stupid. Nothing's going to come from it. Probably not. You might want to get the hell out. And if you don't get the hell out, it's on you. And if you get your kids in there with you, I hope you burn them fucking hell. I'm done. No church should be fucking dealing, no religious organization, unless you're the Knights fucking Templar, taking fucking people back and forth to Jerusalem back in the medieval times or whatever the fuck that was, to be armed. If you're a religious group, you're dealing with... You yeah, but you're you're dealing arms. but it's a different kind of religious group. When you're dealing with when you're talking about a, a religious group that has like an apocalyptic end game with well, their whole every thing. Every fucking religion known to man. True, like but that. some of them look at it a speaks, little different. Speaks of the end times. Yeah, but they're portrayed differently in different religions and different sects. And if, and I'm shit sorry, like, that. like you said, I'm not saying it justifies it. I'm like just you, saying, like, like you said, if you got MREs, you're not. Really, oh no, I, I don't. Fuck di- I don't Go disagree fuck with you. It's just like it, it's a hard thing to fucking like. You you can't shit like this is a hard thing to just throw a blanket over. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like saying. every indi- every individual situation, every individual cult or or clique or whatever the fuck. Is gonna be a little bit different. I'm just saying, if you are a member of a church and they're selling guns and packing MREs, then you fuck off. You're in the middle of the. You're on the plane for the wrong team. Yeah, because the rapture comes. They're ta- if you're good and just, they're taking you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to need the MREs. You sure the fuck don't need a gun. You're not a young Christian warrior. Yeah, go eat a dick. See and. The in the shit was shit like this. It's it's weird because like you got to think like what the fuck was David Koresh's end game? Well, it clearly wanted to get rich. I mean, it was ninety three, so he couldn't start an OnlyFans. I guess selling guns was the only way to do it. I mean, well, he also played in a band, probably pretty shitty, probably a shitty band. Apparently, he was a good guitar player. I, well, you know, from okay. what they say, I don't know. I just don't. I don't. This. I have a hard time justifying anything. I just can't, as a parent, and I, I have the same issue with Scientology. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, there's a lot of issues with Scientology. And I quit. Here's my thing about religions: if your religion tells you you can't question anything, I'm sorry. Question everything. Right. I question everything. Mm-hmm. You know, but. Follow somebody so blindly where you take your kids into a date. I guarantee you, if I was in hanging out with some religious folk with my kids and I found out what was going on, like what was going on, trust me. Well, we're out. And that's the that's the difference between fucking tending your flock and brainwashing people. Which 
personal opinion is the same fucking thing, but the execution of it and the result of it. Now, Gregory is kind of fighting back on my editing the tapes and all. Gregory, if you want to blame the government completely, go ahead. I think both. I I I think I think I I almost guarantee you the Branch Davidians red gasoline and they were going to light fires. They were committing suicide. Every cult, just about every well, cult in this situation does it. Well, and you're like, really, they're just feeding into what they think is meant to be. Right. Right. They're ending. Yeah. It. I don't, I don't think, uh, like, I don't, I, I, they I would almost a hundred percent say that the government definitely Ad- covered some shit up and white, well, whited out some shit and recanted some shit and changed some shit. I also don't think the branch, I don't want to say the branch Davidians because like, it's kind of, the fanaticals part of the branch of Davidians. and David Koresh the himself. Hierarchy. He he was yes the hierarchy of the they branch were, of Davidians. They are, dumped. I don't think that they were not at fault either. They probably started some fires, and the government with their incendiary devices started some fires too. Yeah, I think they I, both were wrong. I'm not, and I I don't give a fuck how bad you hate the fucking government. They both were wrong here, and to give the branch of Davidians an out and feel sorry for them, no, that's. That's hypocritical. That's just as stupid. You know, it, they both did it. They both played a role in it. Yeah, I mean, the only place you could really say, or I could say that the government is more wrong is like, yeah, maybe if you handled stuff a little bit differently, it wouldn't have come to quite that situation, but it that's where we ended up. It doesn't fucking matter anyway. I mean, let's be honest. This is the outcome of most cults. Most religious end of day cults. Yeah. This is what happens, whether the government's involved or not. Look at the what is it? The one fuckers that got on Haley Bop. Well, didn't we cover them? Did we do an episode on, on them? Who the got the aliens one? The alien ones that committed mass suicide with the Nikes and got on. They were meeting. Oh, uh, what was it? the People's Temple or whatever the fuck? Oh, whatever. The government wasn't involved in that, were they? And they committed suicide. Now, Jim Jones, there are some people who believe that that was a CIA guy killed. The Kool-Aid was put there by the CIA. Yeah. There's a, that conspiracy theory. Whether or not, I don't know. But, well, I mean, there's also the whole thought or the whole thing of, like, anybody who didn't chase the Kool-Aid, they said, got, like, hunted down and shot. Right. You know, but this is kind of the M.O. of end-of-day cults. They they think... They're literally looking for the end of it all. Because right. they think once that happens, that's when they get to salvation. And this is what the Branch Davidians were. Yeah. To a certain extent. Oh, I definitely think that because of their thought, their belief system, they leaned into the shit. Though, to completely blame the alphabet agencies that were there in the federal government for this, yes, they, they have some of the blame, but this... They played into the Branch of Davidians' hands. This is what the Branch... This was going to end this way in fire... I think that goes both ways. I think both fire, of them no, played into each other's hands. Both ways. fire no, ma- no matter what. Yeah. But I do firmly believe the government needs to be patient. We'll sit out here all fucking year. Because they can. Like, what do you... Uh, it's and costing if, this much. And here's what Bitch, I would, you have that fucking budget anyway. You're going to fucking spend it one way or the other. Here's Just what I... Spend the money to Here's up. what I say. If I was in charge of this, I would say, okay, listen, we're going to be here. I'm going to be sitting in my lawn chair. DoorDash will be coming up. I'm going to have my internet porn hub right here next to me. 
David, you want to watch? I'll get you a video camera. We'll, we'll watch it together. Right. But we're going to be here as long as take. You're not going to have any water. You're not going to have any power. And your 15-year-old girl's not getting her fucking cell phone back. She can kiss the biggest part of my ass. Yeah. This is the way it's going to be. Eventually, you're going to get hungry. I got nothing but fucking time. I'm sitting out here waiting. That's what kills me is like, did it not happen or did we just never hear about the one guy inside that compound that just like in the middle of all this was like, hold the fucking phone here. What are we talking about? But, God damn it, Dave. You, you're a good guy and you can play a mean fucking six string, but we got to fucking talk about this shit. We got to figure this shit out right now. But I'd tell David Crash, I'd say, listen, buddy, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to sit out here. I'm going to have my little suntan with that little, you know, that aluminum thing yeah. people use. And if Not even a real one. Like right. you stole if, it from the fucking front window fire, of one of the cars. That's on you. You can, you got, here's your options. You can die in there or you can come out. Well, that's, like, I'm sitting here. I, I find it hard this. to believe that not one person out of all these people in this compound, like in the middle of the shootout or any of this shit, just looked at him and went, fuck you. I'm out of here. <laughs> but I, be, I tell David Crush, listen, this is the way it's going to happen. And if you burn, I'm going to leave. If you start burning the fucker down, you know what I'm doing? I got a whole truckload of marshmallows out here. I don't give a fuck. That's on you. And I broadcast this conversation to the fucking world. This is what's going to happen. It's on you. You got one or two options. Burn it to the ground or come on out and let's talk about this. Let everybody out and come on out. Yeah. Those are your options. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Fuck you. There I had sit to out be. here there all day. For one, I'm, a, I'm away from the wife and kids. This is a fucking vacation for me. This there had like to be some of those people. On the beach. There absolutely had to be some of those people. I, I would hope somebody in there said... What the fuck? What the yeah, fuck there's no way everybody in there was that blind. I mean, if I was in there, you know, I'd be like, I'm out. Fuck this shit. So I guess in uh, <coughs> in closing, <laughs> in closing, everybody was wrong. Oh, yeah, they both fucking were wrong. And I'm sure the government covered some shit up. A lot of those people shouldn't have died. Nobody should have fucking died. Right. They should just let the fucking kids go. But like I said, if you are a member of a cult and that weak minded. Maybe you need to go. Fuck you. If you will put your kids in harm's way, then fuck you. I mean, chances are those people would have found another way to probably be dispatched. Yeah, I just don't have a lot of sympathy for somebody who puts their kids in harm way, harm's way when your only job is to fucking protect them. He's not very good at tending his flock. No, that's your only fucking job as a parent is to try to protect them. And get them to 18, then after that, they're on their own. Right. That's your only fucking job. That's what I'm saying. Like, the fact that there wasn't kids getting just, like, tossed out that front door when those fires started is beyond me. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, like, Gon- or yeah, Gonzo says, next week is a much better story. Black Eyed Kids. Those aren't kids. Better so I'm gonna- story. <laughs> those aren't real kids, so I'm going to rag on them. Little talk oh, even if they long. are real, fuck them anyway. If they are what we're talking about, then fuck them. All right. Well, we got an hour and a half out of that. Yeah. That was actually pretty good, because I got to pee again. I need a cigarette. And then we will, for those Patreon members, we will do our after show tonight, since we uh, had to skip last Wednesday's after show. So we will be moving this party on over to Patreon. And if you want to get these extra bonus live streams that we do, where's the thing that <coughs> you can go to patreon.com slash G-I-T-N podcast and you get a bunch of bonus material and you also get the after show 
live streams, which generally happen on Wednesdays after the What the Fuck Wednesday. No, Gonzo, you cannot come. We've covered this before. Unless you go to patreon.com slash GITM podcast and subscribe. That's the way it works. Uh, yeah. But we will probably do it again Wednesday to get back on schedule. And after show two. Just to get us back on schedule. Say we can do it tonight and Wednesday. We yeah, can do one just Wednesday. It doesn't matter to me. I say we do it tonight to make up for... It won't be long tonight. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably only going to be like 30 minutes. Yeah, it's going to be long. We're going to, you know, talk, you know, shit to one another for, maybe talk about the last one, Bigfoot Killers. (laughs) (laughs) So Travis can get a chubby. Uh, But I will do it, as always, I will send uh, the Patreon subscribers a link or an email out from Patreon with the link to uh, that live stream here momentarily once I get it set up. Uh, Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast if you have not done so yet and for those people who are always in the chat we greatly appreciate it be sure to share this on all your social medias that is one easy great way that you can help us grow a little bit so with that being said we're freaking out of here we will see the patreon members here shortly and we will be back on wednesday for another what the fuck wednesday live stream and then next sunday we're talking black eyed kids getting down to paranormal rabbit hole again child abuse yes not not the guys with solid black eyes we're talking about kids with you know raccoon eyes we got the shit kicked out of them yes you have to we're come. talking about joe jackson's kids we're talking <laughs> about the jackson five <laughs> you have to come and find out make say if we're lying or not all right we will see you next week or wednesday and then next week whatever we'll see whatever the we'll fuck see we you can. times we'll see multiple times because we're just cool like that so take care we love you and right bye <laughs> <laughs>